Welcome back to the Cruciform Life Podcast. This is a discussion-based podcast where three friends get together and talk about what a surrendered life to Jesus looks like in our everyday life, the ups and downs of doing life together. If you are to be a man of God, how you view the world and everything in it will be colored by the truth of his word and his son. Hey guys, welcome back. Today, the topic is pride. As we were discussing a little bit, I I think it was Ben and I at some point talking about this episode. We kind of talk about pride a lot, it seems like. I think maybe in every episode. So we're kind of well, you talking were about me how much I needed to hear this episode, I think. You know? <laughs> and Mike was telling me. <laughs> but so we were so we were discussing like maybe, you know, maybe we're being too redundant with what we're talking about, you know, when it comes to pride. However, I just think that pride gets in the way of a lot. Especially yeah. as men, especially as men in, you know, the positions that we're in. I know in my own life it creeps in all the time, thinking that I deserve this or that, mm-hmm. when really, in reality we deserve nothing. Yeah. You know, God out of his grace is the one that chose us, you know. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? I mean, why are we so prideful? Oh, man. I, 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 that's a very broad question, but. Well, I think in a simple way to answer it, sin. <laughs> um, it's sin nature to be prideful, yeah. I think, for <laughs> guys. It's it's almost natural to be prideful, if I could say it that way. And I think that's because what culture shows us and tells us yeah, mm-hmm. um, is to be the man and do X, Y, and Z and yada, yada, yada. And, and there's all these benchmarks and we take pride in that, right? Like you go to the gym and everyone's like, yo, what's, what's your PR on uh, deadlifts? <laughs> <laughs> and if your number's not higher... The now is a pride competition to get to that number, right? Or to beat it. And if your number is higher, you're like, yeah, I got you. You know what I mean? You might not say that directly, but like there's pride there, you know? And so honestly, I think it's, it's sin ultimately, but I think the, the nature of, of the culture that surrounds us, especially in the arena of just guys, Mm -hmm. um, creates a competition, which then makes us more prideful. Yeah. Right. Like we all were athletes in some way, shape or form in our, our previous days. And, <laughs> you know, there there's pride that goes with winning. Right. Yeah. And competition and guys are there's naturally more competitive. I think, you know, especially in the sports where like you're competitive and you take pride in your team and you take pride in winning. And I think that correlates to life like. I take pride in my work that I want to be better than other people because mm-hmm. I want to prove that I'm worth the raise that's supposedly coming, <laughs> you know, and I'm prideful with my family because I want my kids to behave when we walk in the store. And when someone else's kids throwing a temper tantrum on the floor, you're like, oh, my kid's not yeah. when in the reality is is like, that's pride. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not better than you. I'm really not. But how often do we think that we are? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then you take it into the church world. I'm not sinning like that person. I'm better than them, you know, and pride's everywhere. We just have to recognize it. And it's it's honestly prideful to not recognize it. Yeah. Right. To almost to ignore the pride in our heart is prideful. I was just going to say, like thinking of all the times where I don't even realize that I'm being prideful in my own life. Yeah. I don't even realize the times, you you know, during it, during those situations. And all it's doing is pushing me further from God. Yeah. Yeah. You know. (laughs) 
you said like you want our kids to behave <laughs> and I'm, like i'm thinking of that one specific example because i was uh uh listening to uh family or faith-driven family by vadi balcom and he's talking about how in their home you know they're very disciplined and their kids are just well behaved and sure that's amazing and i i listen i revere vadi balcom but i'm sitting there like reading this book and i'm like man like must be nice because he's talking about how his two-year-old sat through an entire sermon in the front row on his mother's lap without making a peep yeah right (laughs) i mean like i'm sitting here like dude my two-year-old <laughs> my would have two- lasted two seconds. Our, and our two-year-olds been, are extremely similar. Yeah. And I know for mine, there's no way he doesn't even make it through. Like, I think realistically, I don't think he makes it through a worship song. And, you know, like when that's his chance to be loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I'm saying like, man, that is insane that he sat through an entire sermon without making a single peep, you know, but like, and listen, I have to sit there and say like, God bless them. And right, yeah. God somehow help my, <laughs> help my family get there. Yeah. Cause well, there's a refining process yeah. in parenthood, you know, but that's, and that's just one specific situation. I think of this, this instance that happened at work. I had this customer roll up and, um, they're in the drive through and they're showing me, they're trying to show me their, their new car. And I'm sitting there like... Was it a Mazda? No, it was not a Mazda. Oh, okay. It was actually, it was an, it was an Alfa Romeo. And oh, okay. So as, a little nicer. You know, <laughs> as, as an Italian, that I'm sitting there like, man, that's sweet. But the, <laughs> but what struck me about that, about that situation was actually the next sentence out of the customer's mouth, which was, you know, Ben, it was totally a God thing. The price was just so great. It was a God thing. <laughs> and I wanted to be like, do you really think that God gives a single hoot if you drive an Alfa Romeo? Because like, maybe it was a God thing that that price was great, but don't make it seem like, you know. Right. But at the end of it, what I'm saying right now is pure pride. Because sure. you know what? At the end of it, I'm ticked because I can't have an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> you know? Because my Toyota Sienna yeah. is not an Alfa Romeo van. You know? It's still sweet. It's still sweet. You could drive it like one if you wanted to. You know? Um, it wouldn't last very long, but you could. It's got a V6, bro. <laughs> you know? It'll probably last longer. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I, that's that's pride, mm-hmm. you know, and that's I, you guys know that I, I love Italian soccer. And I think that in sports, as you were saying, Mike, that just like we say with kids, you don't have to teach a kid to sin. You don't have right. to teach an athlete to be prideful and selfish and cocky and never think that they committed a foul. But if you literally watch, I think soccer is the worst. Literally every single time the the whistle is blown, the player turns and looks like, I didn't do anything. Like, oh, absolutely. You know, like... No matter how hard the penalty. The flops are the worst. Like, that's why, you know, my wife can never really get into soccer because she sits there and she's like, I can't take the flopping, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, that's that's life. We sit here and we we point the finger at somebody else. But in all reality, it's it's me. Yeah, right. You know, in Proverbs 11, 2 says, when pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. Wisdom for me is look in the mirror, bro. Look in the mirror. Look at yourself first. I mean, I'm guilty of that so much. Me too, man. You know, I don't know. I feel like I want to like text my wife in the middle of this and just apologize because I, I, she's the one who gets it the worst. 
you know, uh, more than anybody else. Saving my house. I don't know. That's why I, I know that Pat, you, you and I were talking about this, like worrying about being repetitive, but this is a big deal. Yeah. It's a, it's a big deal, man. We have to, I mean, I have to preach this to myself every day. I think yeah. it's something, I mean, for the sake of the podcast, I know we can't talk about it every time, but it can never be said enough, I think, yeah. you know, not be said enough. I just think back to it's your kingdom come, your will be done. It's not <laughs> our kingdom. Yeah, you know, right. it's not our will. It's it, it, we don't have the privilege of you know choosing what God does. Yeah. You know, and and that's essentially pride is us thinking that. Yeah, you know, that's right. You know, I I think about pride, and I think that one of the things that I I mean, where do you guys think that things went wrong for David? Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not everywhere. Obviously, you know, he was God's chosen one, right? I mean, man, so many different things. I think I think beating Goliath probably created some pride in his heart to be honest i mean as, as great of a story as that is as great as a victory as that was for the israelites i guarantee you he walked a little taller that day mm-hmm. yeah like he walked around with goliath's head through the town and be like yeah i did this i guarantee like yes he had it in his heart like god did this right but if i was in that situation i would have probably been like yeah I did this too. Like it was God and me. You know what I mean? It wasn't just God, you know? And, um, I, I'm the one who aimed. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there for what that's worth. That's the way that I I look at it. He probably had some pride after that uh, situation, but you know, I think when he becomes King, you know, looking at the story, looking at his life, I think he always goes back to being the worshiper of God, but being in a place of power, if our heart is not aligned constantly in that praying without ceasing mentality, our alignment to who God is and what he's called us to do in the positions of power, uh, we can overtake that power with our pride, right? And I think you see it in a couple different situations, Um, obviously with Bathsheba and um, ordering to kill her husband and sleeping with her and um, commanding his servants to retrieve her and bring her to the to the palace and and the things that happen there. And obviously you see the regret and the pain and the the suffering and sorrow that happens after that. But results of of pride, I think, you know, of I'm going to do what I want instead of what God wants for me um, because it's what I want. And, um, I, I think you can see it in so many different parts of, of his life, but, but I think, yeah, I, I think there's definitely, um, not to critique David by any means, you know, he was a great man of God after, you know, after God's own heart and, um, was a worshiper of the Lord. And we have so many Psalms and different scriptures that come from David, you know, he clearly loved the Lord. But I also know just because you love the Lord doesn't mean that you don't have sin and doesn't mean that you don't have pride in your life. Um, I think we all do. I think we all, you know, those who call themselves Christians and truly chasing after God and trying to love him more every single day, uh, you know, us included, we still deal with sin. We still deal with pride. But yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mean, know what you I, had in mind from no, his life, but I was no, just kind of so, spitballing there off the cuff. For sure. No, and I think that that's, that's where I'm going. Because I, what I see is that, like, I'm thinking of uh, John Owens saying, you know, be killing sin 
or sin will be killing yeah, you. Totally. And the whole thing is I look at that and here's here's an anointed young boy who even in humility still chose I will serve Saul. Right. You, you know, and won't take right. it out of out of turn. And you think yeah. to the the songs that they would sing after coming back from war. Right. Like they would sing how like Saul kills a thousand, but David kills like ten thousand. And I don't mm-hmm. know if the number's right, but the whole point is that it was always astronomically more. And you see the pride actually start to creep in with Saul. Who is this guy that he's this young boy and they're they're worshiping him like I'm the king. Right, right. You know, and where it goes wrong in my opinion, you know, I agree with everything that you said, but it, it truly is this pride that comes in that he starts saying, like, I'm the king. Right. right I right. want the kingship. I want Bathsheba. Right. And I'm going to order the murder of her husband. Right. And I'm going to take her as mine. Yeah. Because because I can. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, where... <laughs> when in reality, he would have never been in that position in the first place if it yes. wasn't for God placing him in that position. Yes. And, and the craziest thing, and this is how good God is, that he's still counted as a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Yeah. Because you look at you look at what he does when the prophet comes to him. Right. He could have said, off with your head. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, he, he repents. Right. You know? And yeah. he, he does repent. But it's like, I look at his life in a, in a modern way, and it's like, dude, that's why you need accountability. That's why you need hedges. Like, what, are, yeah, what kind of idiot are you walking around in your terrace at night? Like, of course you're going to see that. You know? But the, the point of the matter is simply pride. We are no different than David. We are no different than any sinner because of the fact that we have that same pride that wells up within us. I those are those are moments that allow us to receive wisdom. Totally. Because that's that's a humbling time that we see what what happens when we don't give way to God. And I think of the yield signs in the UK. They don't say yield, they say give way. Mm-hmm. You know, and our youth pastor used to hammer at home in his messages and I, I I wouldn't have known that until he preached on it. But like literally we have to surrender. Yeah. To, to, to God. You know, MacArthur says that further, I think suffering is good because it conforms us to Christ. It helps us experience the fellowship of his sufferings. We begin to understand our Lord to do, as Paul said, to sort of bear the marks of Christ. We suffer with him. Romans tells us that we might reign with him right here in Romans 8. We participate in Philippians 3, the fellowship of his sufferings. It helps us to identify with him and to go to him as our great high priest. It also says it's good too because it ultimately brings joy. Ultimately, it brings joy. You say, what do you mean? Because Job 5.17 is right. It says, happy is the man whom God corrects. Happy is the man whom God corrects. You need to look at suffering that comes into your life and say, I must be a child of God because every son he scourges, right? Hebrews 13. And if I'm going through a suffering and a pain, the Lord is refining me. The Lord is scourging me one or the other, or maybe a little bit of both. And after I have been corrected, while it seems grievous for the moment, in the end, it will bring joy. John 12, Jesus says, to the disciples, you're going to suffer, but it's going to be like birth pains. Out of that suffering is going to come joy. And dude, like that, honestly, to me, it's wonderful, wonderful news Yeah. because I'm a pride monster and I suffer in my pride. I suffer because I think that I'm owed things in life because of what I do. And I forget at times what Christ has done and I don't deserve anything. You know, things that we deal with daily that causes our 
pride to puff out, if we kill that and we keep that in check and we allow God to move and work in us, we see the joy that comes from it. We see the way that God is creating beauty in our brokenness and beauty for gives us beauty for ashes and takes us from grace to grace and takes us from, you know, blessing to blessing. And Proverbs 29, 23 says, one's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. So good. So I guess like, as we're recording this, I'm thinking about, you know, myself, maybe that's prideful. <laughs> However, <laughs> I, how dare I'm just you thinking sit there and think about yourself ways in which we can practically, I don't know if it's possible to completely rid ourselves of pride. I think it'll always be there. It'll be some sort of sin in our lives. I don't know what you guys thoughts are on that, but it just practically speaking, how do we lessen our pride? Essentially, essentially become more humble in our walk. You know, I, I just, yeah, I know it's cliche to say, but I, I mean, I the only thing for me is to go back and to remember of what I was before I was saved mm. Mm. and what God That's pulled good. me from. Yeah. Yikes! Other than that, I know, I know, I don't know. There's, there's nothing else in my opinion that I can think of that I can rely on that's the rock in order to rid myself of that pride. Yeah, um, that's good, Pat. It's got to be a thankfulness out of what God has done for us every single time. Yeah, yeah, every time. I agree. I agree. You know, I think that I think that a big like practical step is recognizing our pride mm-hmm. and yeah, that's true. Even praying and saying, "God, show me where I'm prideful." Yeah, um, and point that out in my life, and you know, and change change my heart, right? Like asking mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit to point it out and, and to change our heart in the process. And I think that's where it kind of goes back to talking to the Lord throughout the day, like say, "God, like first of all, we have to recognize we're all prideful beings, right?" Mm-hmm. And that's that's step one and then asking god to point out our pride and then to humble us and usually being humbled is not comfortable so get ready for the bumpy ride but it's worth it yeah it's worth it and we become more like christ in in doing so and it brings god glory to be you know to have us be humbled and to ultimately you know to give god glory in in all that we do so yeah, I think another major part of it too is what we harp on all the time too is surrounding, being surrounded in that community. Yeah, you know, and and putting the pride aside, having those that you can lean on. Yeah, community those, with accountability yeah. and vulnerability. I think. Yeah, I think that's the key to that community piece. Right, you yeah. need that because it's it's. I said it before. That's the way God designed it. Yeah, He's designed us to be in communion with each other, with Him, um, to walk this life out. Yeah. So good. Too bad we couldn't audio tag that titles of episodes that we did. Like, oh, that, could, that's a good idea. You could, you could like click on it, but it's true because you know, I, Pat, I'm thinking of how you said like uh, what helps you is to think back of what, what or who you were before Christ. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think that that's the most humbling thing to think about. I think. <laughs> yeah, we, ironically, we were talking about how we we don't care for some of the you know the, other than the passion, some of the movies and TV shows there are. But I I have to admit that there is a a movie and it's about the the Apostle Paul that I I absolutely love. And I think that they were playing on you know what he must have had to deal with with you know reckoning who he was pre Christ and mm. post Christ, and he'd wake up from these like horrible horrible nightmares. Yeah. The beauty, the beauty of the gospel is that we don't have to wake up with those nightmares. Right. Yeah. It, 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 it should, we should be humbled because of the fact of like what Christ did mm-hmm. and who we were and the murderous, slanderous sinners that we were that, you know, God's still in that we were chosen yeah. 
you know, he still chose us knowing that we would, you know, we could never love him, but he loved us. Right. So we love, but we, in that we have freedom that we don't have to sit there and take on that shame and take on that guilt, you know, and that's, that's humbling to me. And I, I have to look back more because I do have a tendency to be prideful. Yeah. And, so you know, I. and yeah, we all do that. But that Mike, like you said, that is the, that's probably the most humbling thing to think about is like, who was I before Christ? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I'm thankful that I wasn't beheading people <laughs> <laughs> thinking I'm doing something for God. But at the yeah. end of the day, I'm no different in my own way, you know? And I, I want, my prayer is that like, I, I would see, God's grace more and more every day and Mm -hmm. in the interactions that I do have daily that I would be able to be a less prideful and more forgiving person. And, you know, I would hope that the, the word of God that I read would challenge me enough that I, I would, I would do that, Yeah, you know, and I, I'd hope I would wish that for all males and Christian males and, and women too, you know, that we would, we would see Christ more in our daily walks that would allow us to look like him more and be less prideful and more humble. Thanks guys for joining us on this episode of the Cruciform Life. Just wanted to make mention to check us out on our social media pages and give us a follow and subscribe to our podcast.